Warning. Censorship. Warning. Censorship. Warning. Good call. Censorship. Good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. Welcome to the Rebel News live stream. I'm Andrew with my good friend Lincoln J. I don't believe that's his real last name for the record, but I guess it is Lincoln, isn't it? Yeah, you've been giving me a hard time for that for a while. <laughs> Showed you my identification and everything. I still don't believe it. Still don't believe it. No, exactly. That's all right. Every day we join you to bring you the latest Rebel News stories as well as stories from around the world, far and wide, coast to coast, as they used to say on CBC, of course. And uh, we want to get your, your chats from Odyssey, Hyper Chats, I believe they're called, Rumble Chats as well, we want to get from you. And hello to anyone watching on superu.net as well. And if you're an OG from YouTube, we still love you, but we want you to go to the other ones because YouTube isn't too friendly to us, Link and Jay. No, not at all. The censorship game is strong. It really is. So speaking of censorship, the first story off the hop is a breaking rebel news story where the Ontario PC government, um, of course forwarded by Doug Ford, is telling people in their party that either you have till tomorrow at the recording, the time of this recording, um, to get vaccinated or possi possibly be kicked out of the party. Who knows? If we can pull that up, Justin, it's an exclusive rebel news story written by a Intern Dakota, you'll see. Exclusive Ontario PC party issues ultimatum to unvaccinated MPPs gives until Thursday to get COVID-19 vaccination. Now you were saying there's something in there about yeah. um, they have to post it on social media? Yeah, if you scroll down to the bottom, one of the last paragraphs, it says, um, where does it say it? So MPPs who have not publicly stated their vaccination status on social media will be issued an ultimatum. I'm assuming that ultimatum is they re are removed, um, so. It's not good enough that you do it. You must publicly show and tell everyone your medical information. I wonder if they're gonna do that for anything else. Uh, did you get uh, vaccination for bot flies? Did you get vaccinated for a diphtheria? I don't know, Lincoln. Um, do you, is this something we should have expected from Doug Ford's party or is this come as a surprise to you? I don't know, like at this point, nothing, nothing surprises me. Everything is just so, so weird. So honestly, this is, uh, it honestly seems kind of usual in a weird way. It's a real shame. There's so many, I wish whoever leaked this put, would put their name on it. There's so many politicians that contact um, news organizations in Canada, uh, people that we know, myself a couple times, where they say, we don't agree with all of this. Um, please don't think it's everyone in the party. There is former politicians, they won't come on the show, they don't want to make it public, uh, but they disagree with all this. But how long are you going to wait until you're going to make it public? I think if, let's say, five MPPs came out and said this is what Doug Ford's doing, they're sending this ultimatum out to us, do you think they'd fire all of them? Maybe. But at the same time, it would, it would be a huge dent in freedom of choice, which Doug Ford claims to have. Now, he's been trying to skirt around the whole uh, vaccine passport thing by saying, oh, we'll just use the federal one. But in, in places like Florida or Texas or, or South Dakota, you, you can't issue a vaccine passport. You can't mandate these sorts of things, Lincoln. So I'm wondering, is Doug Ford just trying to play both sides? Is he trying to please everyone? Is he doing that old thing where conservatives try to please the liberals that are never gonna vote for them? Yeah, he's just he just seems to he's trying to please the people and then pulls back on his on his initial decisions at the last minute. That's what I seem to see. And of course, we did break this story. It's a leak, I believe. And there's other I love when other publications copy our story, but they can't bring themselves to link to us. Now, for those of you who don't know, when uh, somebody writes a story and you take the information and you know, I see this story on rebelnews.com, I'm gonna write it on True North. You link to the original story. You say this was originally broken by such and such You're or crediting them. Or yeah. yeah, you credit them. It's the civil of course, nobody's going to sue you for this, in, in, unless it's an extreme circumstance, but um, there's a radio station that did this, uh, CP24 took it from us, a whole bunch of different publications. Plagiarism, right? Essentially, yeah, it is. You wouldn't get away with this in, a, in any sort of academic setting where you're just taking somebody else's work and not crediting them for it, saying it's their own. So should we expect this from mainstream media? Yes, of course, but it just goes to show that you, they just can't bring themselves to admit that Rebel News might be better than them. I mean, we look at our numbers, and if um, 
if CBC, CP24, and Global weren't put at that banner across on YouTube when you go to your homepage, even if you're not subscribed to them, uh, they're not getting anywhere near the views. And they still aren't, even with that. I look at a CP24 video from eight hours ago, it has 330 views, where uh, yeah. I think your Instagram story has more than that. <laughs> <laughs> In a weird way, it's kind of a compliment to us that they steal the stories. It shows that they like the work, but it's just not the way to go about it, obviously. Show your work, CP24. And Doug Ford, what's going on here? We've got all this stuff going on. Doug Ford is nowhere to be seen. I think he has one photo op recently of him in a mask outside, of course. Um, Ontario just paused the reopening plan yesterday. Um, indefinitely, of course, there was never a plan to reopen Lincoln. There was never, never official full opening plan like Alberta has. And now we've paused whatever we're in right now. Do you see any end to, let's say, indoor masking? Honestly, I think it's tough. In Ontario, it almost seems like, at least in Toronto where we are, it's in a weird way, it seems like people like the masks. It honestly seems like people like, it's like, not. I don't know if they like it. Definitely a majority do like wearing the masks, but... I feel like they just, it doesn't bother them. Like they're just okay with it, which I don't know. I, I just don't get it. It's weird to me that you've made, you've become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like you can't ever tell me that it's, it doesn't make a difference if you're wearing a mask or not. It does, I hate that. It, do, it definitely does. Try it on an airplane, it's the worst. It's sitting on an airplane, especially if it's a longer flight, it really does get to you having to wear the mask and flight attendants are specifically picky with uh, wearing your mask. If you take it down for a second, you ha they'll spot you and you have to put it up and uh, you definitely notice it on a plane. It's not comfortable. Which is funny because I believe Teresa Tam said months and months ago that it's one of the hardest places to get to contract is on a plane because of the constant air circulation and it's true. They can't track anything to that. They can't track anything to restaurants. It's so hard for them to actually track uh, the sources of this stuff in any other place other than like a, a work environment where you're you're constantly exposed to each other and you're breathing in and out. Um, incredibly rare, Dr. Tam, who I believe's real name is Ben Bankus, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out Ben Bankus. If you guys have any predictions about how long this is going to last, the mask mandate, please send us a chat to it. Please send a chat to us, and uh, we'll be sure to read that on air. Something we've been doing a lot across the country right now, BC, Tamara was in Coburg the other day. Um, we were in Oshawa the other day. Alexa's in Montreal and all over Quebec. We're asking the leaders, the federal leaders, questions, and a lot of them don't want to answer. It, yeah. They're running away. Uh, they're do, making an... You were asking Aaron O'Toole even yesterday. Yeah. Um, Man, you get around. We're uh, yeah, and I don't. We're asking straightforward, basic questions. They're not tricky questions. So, I don't. I would think uh, politicians would. They would want to take the opportunity to to maybe win over some voters, wh whatever the audience may be. If they're confident in their campaign, if they're confident in their policies, why wouldn't they want to talk? It. I don't know. It seems like the, when you when you avoid talking, it seems like you're hiding something. There's literally a million people in Canada following Rebel News. UK, America, Australia, of course, filling out the rest. Whether you talk about one social media, like YouTube, or the rest combined, it's around a million Canadians at least. I'm being uh, conservative here in that number. And it's the, it's the biggest conservative. There's us, there's True North, you can call post-millennial it, yeah. but they're yeah. basically covering everything. But in terms of actual just conservative news, it's us and True North. You're telling us that you can't speak to that audience, you don't want to speak to the audience? Also, our YouTube audience is fairly young compared to a lot of these places. You don't, like, where do you think the young conservatives are going, if not the Rebel News Instagram, if not all these other stories that are being, again, stolen by us by, like, Six Buzz and all yeah. that stuff, <laughs> yeah. where they post our stories? Where do you think the young people are getting their conservative news from? It's not from the Globe and Mail, Lincoln, so I don't know why they can't answer questions. I think it's, like... I think it's inevitable that if they did answer questions on our platform, I, I think it's inevitable they would win over some voters, whether we like it or not, they would. I think they would reach some people. So I don't know, especially when we're mentioning questions that uh, with Trudeau's name in it, especially to someone like Aaron O'Toole, it gives them the chance to, to get an advantage or a one-up and, again, to ultimately win over voters. So I don't know. I just don't get it. Tamara Ugolini, or as I call her Tammy, um, was out in Utnaboot in Coburg yesterday, but uh, doing some real journalism. 
So many people there, no mainstream media asking any questions. I only ever see cameras um, when these leaders are out yeah. there. No actual questions being had, because why would you want to ask the Prime Minister a question during his campaign? So Tamara was there. This is the s one of two events that day where Trudeau got booed from the rafters. He did have a cheerleading squad behind a, a red line, I believe, clapping. And pay attention, you have something to say about that? No, no, go ahead, I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> okay, uh, pay attention to the older lady there who says that conservatives are dangerous and evil. Whether you like Aaron O'Toole or not, pay attention to what she says. It's particularly hilarious, sad, whatever you want to call it. Let's go ahead and roll that from Tamara in Coburg. questions at all no media questions we waited gee I don't know at least two hours and will not answer any questions by the media just loves his cheerleaders loves the cheerleaders the Trudeau cheerleaders look at them all they love it Trudeau had people waiting out here for I don't in excess of two hours. Oh wow! Yeah, what did you think of his brief appearance? Well, it was typical rhetoric from him. He said nothing and kind of just pumped himself up more than anything. So, and I thought it was interesting when he said uh, it's a good time for us to listen to everyone's opinions and take everyone's ideas into account, which is obviously the total opposite of what he's been doing through his whole. Um, well, one and a half terms as Prime Minister, so it's it's pretty ironic. Were you impressed with Trudeau's speech there? Yeah, I was. What about his policy is the mo the thing that compels you to support him? I like a lot of his policies. Is there one thing in specifically? Uh, I like quite a few of them, so... <laughs> uh, I like his stance on COVID. I think he's done a great job. Um, no. Which part of the government response to COVID has been, you know, the most impactful for Canadians? I think the way he's helped uh, small businesses in the CERB and when people uh, were unable to, to work, I think he saved a lot of uh, families and I think he saved a lot of small business. Yeah, the stats kind of show a different story there, but thanks. 
Ladies, were you happy with this speech that Trudeau presented tonight? Um, we couldn't hear him because of the crowd. Oh no. And you waited for so long and then it was what, 20 seconds of him yeah. speaking? Nice. Yeah. What about his policy do you like the most that he's campaigning on? Yes. Well, which part of his policy? Are you? Yeah, I'm asking. No, I'm wondering which part will make you support him in the federal election if that's the way you're going to go. He's not a conservative. If O'Toole gets in, we're doomed. I think, I think the NDP and the Greens are good, but they're not going to get enough votes to win a parliament. So it's a it's a basically the vote to to sway the decision to liberal that you wouldn't necessarily vote on that principle or it depends. I mean, I have to look at what their platforms are for this one, but really um, O'Toole is very very dangerous. The whole Conservative Party is very dangerous. If they get any toehold, we're doomed. What of what about their platform is the most dangerous? I mean, and their their opposition to oh, the Trudeau government. Right wing. They support corporations. Uh, they, they don't believe in uh, corporate tax cuts. I mean, they believe in corporate tax cuts. They don't believe in uh, fair taxation. I mean, they favoring the rich people. How do you think we'll get out of the record spending that Trudeau has done during the COVID debt without taxation? No, you can't blame him for spending. Look at, look at all the people that would have lost their homes, lost their jobs if they hadn't had supplements. You can't blame him for that. You know, he's looking after people. The vaccines. I see producer Justin nodding his head along with the brilliance of that woman. Um, assumedly out there with her granddaughter and her friend or something to that regard. Either way, she's an elder to them. And all she can come up with is Trudeau spending money is good. And all these like 20 year old stereotypes about conservatives. Oh, they support corporations. Oh, you don't support corporations, lady? Well, where'd you buy your clothes? Oh, they're dangerous. And I'm not even an Aaron O'Toole fan by any means, but all this, they're dangerous. They don't support high taxes. They don't support this and that. It's just the laziest intellectual arguments. Yeah. I could, and, and we ran into this yesterday, Lincoln. I could come up to you and just impose all these, all these assumptions on you. You like this, you don't like this, and have no examples at all. That's not how an adult has a rational conversation or has a debate at all. Yeah. No, no, nothing to back up the claims that they're making. You saw the first gentleman that uh, that Tamara interviewed asking about what policies uh, that he liked about Trudeau. He didn't know any. It's so obvious. He just didn't know any, so. Oh, please tell me what, uh, that, that girl there, please tell me what policies you're talking about so I can give my comment on that. I'm there for what this, I think this represents. I'm there for what, she doesn't even, these people don't even realize, at least the ones that we saw, that what they think they're there to represent isn't even the reality. So what do you get from Justin Trudeau? You get spending out the ass, you get blackface, <laughs> um, you get things, can, Justin, can we bring up the she, she session, she recovery? This is, an and Jordan Peterson retweeted this yesterday and said this is not how adults talk. Justin Trudeau talking about a she recovery and a she session. He's talking about w the Taliban need to step it up. We need to expect the Taliban to do better. It's just saying words. Like, exactly. This is all they have anymore. And all these politicians, even Aaron O'Toole, this is all they have now. Without uh, feminist this, public safety that, protecting, doing the right thing, they have actually zero things to say. In an actual conversation, Aaron O'Toole would explode. Uh, yeah. In an actual conversation, Justin Trudeau would just say, um, yes, um, all Canadians, she session, Taliban, um, it's 2015, they have zero, po like, I'd rather speak to Jagmeet Singh than these two, because he could actually, even though his opinions are terrible, and I don't think, I don't think he's genuine at all, he could actually have a, have a debate with you, even if I don't think he agrees with the stuff that he's saying at all. Annamie Paul, sorry, Annamie Paul of the Green Party, she actually takes questions from people because she's already been through the storm of people, you know, lying about her and trying to say she's this, that, and the other. So the only two politicians of federal parties that are answering questions right now are Annamie Paul and Maxime Bernier. Every, I don't know, everything about... Justin, Justin is just so hard to take seriously. I don't know what it is about him, his demeanor, how he acts, <laughs> everything. It's just so, he's just, it just gives off, it's just a strange vibe. I, just, I don't know how to explain it. If you watch, I was watching another video, uh, I'm not sure the outlet that was covering where Tamara was in Coburg, and 
I don't, everything just seems like such an act. It goes uh, like uh, he's going around, does the, the this elbow. This is what exactly the elbow, what I was thinking. The elbow bump, the elbow bump, and then gives a hug to one person. Exactly. That's so exactly what I was going to say. Aren't you, aren't you doing the elbow bump for the social distancing? Obviously, there's no social. You saw the video. They're all crowded up. Like, I just do not get it. It's like sometimes COVID isn't a threat. Sometimes it is a threat. It just... At the end of the day, how are we supposed to follow these leaders when they set these examples and they just do these outrageous That's things? That's exactly what I, I was going to say, Lincoln. He's going around elbow bumping people, and then one of the ladies, an elderly lady that he elbow bumps, gives him a hug. So what, have you just killed grandma, Justin Trudeau? <laughs> yeah. Or does it only matter sometimes? 90% of the time, it's unsafe to be touching people other than with your elbow. But then it's okay. Sometimes you can hug somebody and it's safe. It just depends on, it, on whether you do it or not. It's just so odd. I just, it's just so odd. Let's play that clip, Justin, with his just a brilliant speech of his. She session, she shells, she shores by the seashore. It is exactly the example of the kinds of things you need to do to counter the she, se the she session and turn it into a she covering. Fact is, uh, the conservatives don't talk about that in uh, their lengthy platform. They don't talk about she sessions and she coveries. Oh. Can't even pronounce it. The person in the background there, can you bring that back up? Is that person wearing a ninja mask um, behind Justin Trudeau's shoulder? Person covered everything but the eyes there. It's like, it's just an act. This is just. But does any. If right there in the, on the left there. Is that the sheen of the person's head, or are they wearing something? It looks like they have a mask above their head and a mask below their eyes. No, producer Justin. No, saying? I think yeah, that's my just the shine of a bald head. <laughs> <Yeah>. My apologies. <laughs> uh, who would act, if somebody actually came up to you and in, and said, "Well, what do you what do you think gets this uh, country back on track? What do you think we should do with our economy?" And you say, "You know, it, it's been a she session." And we need a she covery. You'd think that they were again. You think it's a Ben Bankus sketch? Honestly, you think it's a voiceover from Ben Bankus? Shout out to Ben Kyle Lucy as well. Um, these guys in Toronto killing uh, it, killing doing it. underground comedy tours. Yeah. And uh, what human would talk like this? You don't. He can't even present a stat. It's like, oh, women who have been particularly affected by the lockdowns or this recession. 60% of women, but only 40%. And therefore, we should call it a, we should call it a she session, you guys, because women are far more affected by this. No, we can't say that. It's just assumed. It's just assumed that, you know, women are struggling and minorities are struggling and natives are struggling whom I I'm well, I'm ignoring their churches being burned down. It's just all this placating and they can't say anything anymore, Lincoln. This is what's so frustrating is they can't say a single thing. It, it's just Here's my five-second clip of utter nonsense. Yeah, and it just comes down to why are they not answering questions? Why are they not taking questions? Why? It's it's so obvious why they're not taking it. Why would Justin Trudeau not sit and take questions and hear from the people at an event like that in Coburg? There's no reason for he it. He showed up for 30 seconds and he's gone. Let's get to some of these chats that we've got from lovely producer Justin. He's like, um, I was watching Deal or No Deal last night. Oh, good. I love that. Yeah, love and, that. and Justin's like all of the models. It's like, Justin, open the case. But he's the one opening all the cases. For Rumble, MVP, <laughs> 9337. Everywhere I look, people are masked, even if they're all alone. Yeah, it's disturbing. Um, you make It really makes you think as to why people are wearing a mask in their car alone. They'll say, oh, I don't notice anymore. That's a problem. Your breathing is restricted and you're, yes. and, and you're breathing in all this muck and it's wet. And it, you don't notice. That's the problem. Especially in this weather, too. How are, how are people wearing it outside in this weather? I just... Barry Dutton has a hyper chat. I met Andrew and Lincoln in Oshawa yesterday uh, and, Barry, talked, and yes. talked to them about Bitcoin-related shirts and the scam of the government. It was a good day at the Bernier event. Yes, yeah, um, shout out Barry. Barry had a bone to pick with um, chief reporter Sheila Gunn-Reed. <laughs> who uh, maybe we can let her address this tomorrow. Barry wants Sheila to learn more about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Yes, yeah, so, uh, to study up on Bitcoin, Sheila. <laughs> Shout out to Sheila. Um, Devil's Advocate on SuperU. They know Rebel is there and will continue to ignore you as if you're not there. Of course they know we're there. They're always saying we have 
specific instructions. Oh, let, let's parlay that, Justin, to Alexa Lavoie um, asking the block party leader a question because he says specifically he doesn't want to answer us. It's a reasonable question, he says, Lincoln. Oh, the question's fine. I just don't want to answer you. It's a, the worst excuse I've ever heard. Like so. Answering the people doesn't matter. Answering a reasonable question doesn't matter. But I hate this person that I've never met before in my life and never watched her stuff because we know he hasn't watched any of our stuff. But I can't take the question from you because, you know, like some 20-year-old girl in my PR department says that's, that's a bad idea. That's what it always is. This is the problem we have in this country right now and in the Western world um, in general. The TikTok culture where we think we hire somebody who's 20 to do our social media and our communications and give us advice on what's good and what's not, and you get these shitty opinions. You got, you got Aaron O'Toole saying, uh, saying, don't be biphobic. You think he came up with that? No, he didn't come up with that. You got Aaron O'Toole on the day that we're announcing censorship, he's like, oh, the Pride Parade in Montreal. You think he, he came up with that? No, you're just trusting people with the ideas of a blue-haired teenager, and you think this is going to win you an election. Yeah, Sh Sheila brought up a good point, too, is that opposing parties are trying to uh, go against the censorship uh, that the Liberal Party is trying to introduce, and by them not allowing, like, so they don't allow uh, Rebel into advance, not taking our questions, that's a form of censorship right there, so. Let's go ahead and play the video from Quebec where Alexa and then, of course, yourself has been there, Mocha's been there, and social media guru Yankee Pollock has also been there. But Alexa leading the charge here because um, she speaks French. Let's go ahead and play that. On, on sait que euh, au niveau des transports aériens et au niveau des trains, euh, ce droit aussi va être brimé. Qu est que, quelle est votre position par rapport à ça? Vous m'envoyez sincèrement, désolé madame, parce que bien que votre question apparaisse tout à fait raisonnable, je maintiens la politique de ne pas répondre aux questions de Rebel News. Et quel est votre... En suivi? Pardon? En suivi? Ben, ça va être la même réponse, en suivi. Ouais. En suivi. Alors, ben, en fait, moi, je m'intéressais aussi à savoir euh, quelle était votre position par rapport euh, au niveau libéral euh, d'encourager euh, la censure de l'Internet. Encore une fois, je dois à regret euh, vous indiquer que je continue à ne pas répondre aux questions de Rebel News. So they refuse to answer the, ans the question of Rebel News. You just saw it straight up. I have two simple questions, really fair enough, about the vaccine passport at federal and provincial, and about the censorship in federal about the internet. And they refuse both of my questions. So it's simple. People who refuse to answer to my question are in the side of the government right now. So they choose who have the answer, who can ask the question, and this is actually a censorship of which media can have the uh, answer or not. So, shout out Alexa on that one. I it's. I can, I, I can imagine how frustrating it is to having to deal with that, but the way she kept her cool and uh, kind of walked off the, I guess, the, her, the microphone stand and continued to, to tell the story, I thought that was well done, for sure. Her rants are always very entertaining, and you were out yesterday. I, is the video of that coming out? Yeah, at oh, the, okay. uh, yeah, shortly, Richmond Hill with uh, Aaron O'Toole. Yeah, exactly. So all these leaders are acting the same way. You were even nice enough to talk about the weather with people I saw. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were all very, um, most of the staff and stuff were, uh, were pretty friendly, but it's, it's quite obvious that they just don't want anything to do with us to keep us on the outside. They didn't give me a definite answer on, um, so I basically, I, when I, I get to the location, I, you ask if there's a me separate media entrance, is there anyone for media relations I can speak to, and they don't give you a definite answer. They just say, oh, we'll go check. And then it's kind of obvious that they might be trying to delay time and just get the event going while keeping me, in that case, on the outside. So when you're there, are there any other news companies there trying to ask them questions? Yeah, well, this this event was in a, uh, it was it was an indoor location at a convention center. So basically, you you needed their legitimate credentials uh, to get inside, but basically that means they had to 
like you to get inside. <laughs> yeah. Right? So. For anyone who ever wonders, there is no official media credentials in Canada. In the U.S., you might have to go to the police department. You might have to go to some sort of governing body for the state, for the city. In Canada, there's no such thing. There's press galleries. There's the one they tried to keep Rebel News out of in the last election and lost. Hence why you saw the menswoid at the debates and uh, Key and Bexty there as well. And they're trying to do. They're going to try to do this again, of course. And we have uh, the independent press gallery as well. But there's no. Here is your media credentials from the government. You are officially recognized. Yeah, so there's, yeah. there's no such thing. So it's just favoritism. Um, when you try to, when people try to call in to the government, even for those, they're just, what do you think? The person on the other line is just going to be fair about it? Yeah. Or are they going to put through? This is the actual order, you guys. Our, our friends are the ones asking us. Yeah. So we have. You want to say something there? No. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We have a website called RealReporters.ca because. I think it's pretty apparent, even just as a viewer, that nobody else is trying to ask any tough questions. Even when they do get questions in, it's uh, Justin Trudeau, how's your socks? Or um, the, is the she session selling seashells by the seashore? And I feel like I'm not out there all the time as much as you guys are asking these questions. And I'm watching the Twitter feed, I'm watching the videos, and nobody's asking them questions. Not only are they not allowing them to ask questions, nobody's coming up and putting a microphone in their face either. So if you go to realreporters.ca, I should have a video on there very soon, Lincoln. Um, yes, yes, you will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you'll see you on there, you'll see Mocha on there, uh, you'll see Adam Sost, you'll see Alexa, Tamara, Drea, all of our wonderful reporters across the country. Because, like I said, nobody else wants to ask questions. No, none of them want to answer questions. In fact, everybody but Trudeau doesn't want an election. It, they say it's... That's another thing about the Conservative Party here. They don't come out against lockdowns. So it's like, okay, are you against lockdowns? Or you just want to stay out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes... It's too dangerous, Lincoln, for us to have an election. So not only do you think... You're, you're not willing to say anything about lockdowns, but now even going in and voting for five minutes, you can wear a mask if you want. You'll probably probably be required to. You put the X on the little piece of paper. You hand it to the nice old lady or old man who's been kind enough to volunteer their time for Elections Canada, and you're out of there. I've never waited for more than an I don't. I want to say less than an hour. I've probably never waited more than 30 minutes to vote. Um, at an arena or something. And it's too dangerous, Lincoln. It's just too dangerous to go out. And this is the Conservative Party. These are the Conservative parties across the country that we have to deal with. These are the ones that are supposed to represent us. Yeah. It, it's, it's a sad state of affairs in Canadian politics. Yeah. I'd rather, and I'm not a Republican, but I'd rather have the binary choice of Republican and Democrat than what we have here. Because at least in America, they're more protective of states' rights. They're more protective of, you know, municipal rights and parents' rights. You see parents getting together and saying no to masks on their school boards. We don't have any of this courage in Canada. We don't have anyone willing to stand up against their own party and, you know, create a division in the party. You look at the Democrats in the United States, uh, they got their crooked, uh, their, their crooked senior party members like uh, the Chuck Schumers and Nancy Pelosi's and Joe Biden and, and uh, Kamala Harris, but you've also got their albeit Communist Party of the Squad, AOC, and all of them. But in Canada, you can't have, you know, people in, the, in Doug Ford's PC party uh, disagree with them on anything, or else they're kicked out of the party. You can't have a person in Yukon, I believe that's right. Is it Yukon where the I'm guy sure. got kicked? You can't have a person up there, producer Justin, who says he's against vaccine passports and be in the party. You can't even have this slight difference in opinion albeit on a big issue. You can't have a different opinion at all, and, uh, or else you get kicked out of the party. You're, also, you're Derek Sloan, you have to form your own party. Or else you're Maxine Bernie, you have to form your own party. You're the Kara Halioses, you have to form, form your own party. You're Randy Hillier, you have to be independent. Um, and we can talk about the, another independent in Nova Scotia now, who has gone and won an election, surprising. Now, correct us if we're wrong on any of this, producer Justin, but she was running as a conservative, but when the government out there in Nova Scotia said that they weren't going to loosen their restric restrictions, she grabbed a bunch of people and she said, actually, I th she might have been alone, but uh, she blocked off the Trans-Canada Highway and said, if you're not going to open up, then we're not going to allow this stuff in. Kicked her out of the party, of course. Ran as an independent and won. 
So do you have any thoughts about this whole rant that I just got on? <laughs> upset win, right? Yeah, it's a big upset. You want to pull up the Rebel News story there, producer Justin, and we can read a bit from it. But it just goes to show you that they don't have all the power. The people have the power. And if you're going to go ahead, there we go. Highway blocking MLA wins Nova Scotia's seat after being kicked from Tory caucus. And there's a picture of her having an altercation with the... Uh, the police there when she's blocking the highway. So let's read some of this. Uh, a bit bigger there for my blind self, Justin. There we go, that'll be good. Newly independent MLA Elizabeth Smith McCrossan was returned to her seat during the Nova Scotia election after she was dismissed from the winning Progressive Conservative Party for encouraging a blockade of the Trans-Canada Highway into New Brunswick. The blockade was staged in protest of the former Liberal government's unexpected reversal on loosening the quarantine rule separating residents in Nova Scotia and New Brunswick, Lincoln J. Now, are you surprised by this? I am surprised by this because in Nova Scotia, they tend to vote very liberal. In the East Coast, they tend to vote very liberal. Now, it's not a federal election. It could have a different outcome, but is this a glimmer of hope? I, I, guess it, I guess it is. It shows you that there can still be upset wins. I think a lot of people have the idea that everything is sort of set in stone so it it kind of shows you that there is still a little bit of a fair level of a, a playing ground so yeah and it it does give some hope for everybody hopefully that guy in the territory wins just to you know are, are here's the thing are we just going to end up having like 20 people who are independents i don't understand why they can't uh come together on this i asked maxine bernier this video interview with him coming out this week on my show um, why aren't they all forming a party? Why aren't the Hilliers, the Kara Helioses, the Derek Sloans, the Maxine Bernier's... They should be joining forces. Yeah, right? they, they all have slight differences. They all want to be different leaders. Yeah. PPC's already there. Why don't they just join them? Whether you like the PPC or not, maybe you hate the PPC. Maybe you think they're siphoning votes. But log logical reasoning would suggest that if all these people are being kicked out of these parties and they want to go somewhere where they're allowed to have different opinions, then why don't they just all join one party and be like, hey, we've got all this power here. I mean, they, they form that caucus, which is largely mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of people you probably haven't heard of besides Sloan, Hillier, and Bernier. What it does, it splits up voters that more or less all basically have the same ideas, right? And it kind of forces them to, to pick sides in it when they all could be one party, right? And, and get that whole consensus. Yeah, and I'm not, and I, I want you guys to vote for whatever you believe in, vote your conscience, vote your issues, and not just say, this is the, we need to keep, kick Trudeau out, so let's bring in true, true tool, maybe we'll call him. Maybe I'll split, coin that. Split voting. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, what I'm saying is, if all these people agree on the same things and they appear to, either there's something they're not telling us, or they should be <laughs> under the same umbrella. Now, Derek Sloan, ha I still think he hasn't named his party yet, which is very odd to me. Um, maybe he's just testing the water. That's what I think. Can I get enough support? The election's been announced. He still hasn't announced it, I don't think. But I don't know what's stopping them. It's a big election, obviously, on everybody's minds. Trudeau is coming in very confident. But if you can put a large dent in either of these parties, I wouldn't advocate for voting for the bloc. <laughs> they put a dent in the liberal standing in Quebec, though. If you can put a large dent in the conservatives, by voting for the PBC, or you can put a large dent in the Liberals by voting for somebody else, which I don't support any of this. I'm not telling you where to vote. But then all of a sudden they have to start bring, welcoming in new ideas. Uh, the Green Party won't allow s uh, the idea that somebody might prefer Israel over Palestine. The Conservative Party won't allow the idea that you don't want vaccine passports, even though they're supposed to be against that. If you put the fear of God into them just a little bit, five or ten seats, then maybe you're going to start getting some proper representation and maybe you're going to have a government that starts working for you. At this point, I would only trust an independent, I think, to, to actually work for me. But you talk to a lot of these candidates, and I won't name them, they're, they're all talking like they're federal leaders. Even these people that have left parties, they're all talking like they're federal leaders. I ask them, what are some policies that you're going to put in, and, you know, in, this one, in, in your writing? They're all talking like they're federal leaders, you know, free speech and, and uh, anti-lockdown, and that's all well and good, but what are you actually going to do on the municipal level for the people that are going to elect you? Or are you just going to get an office and, you know, start a Twitter account and, and a podcast? 
I feel like that's what's going to happen for a lot of them. They just want to get in on name only. They want to they push all this stuff that, uh, that would be okay to push on a federal level, but not actually get things done for regular people. This might sound like an obvious uh, question uh, with a o- potentially obvious answer. Why do you think Justin called the election early? Because he wants to secure the idea that he's the people's choice, I think and that I think he's going to win, and if he does win, then he's going to say, well, all this is justified. Uh, We can do further lockdowns if we need to. We can raise taxes to get rid of some of this debt if we need to. I've been elected three times now. You can't say that uh, the people didn't choose me. So it's a great time for him to call it. I think the people of this country have shown that they're willing to accept basically anything, just like Australia, and I want to show New Zealand as well here. yeah, I think like the, if he was to wait any longer, if he avoided this election, that by the time the next one comes, there would be talks that the third booster shot would be coming. There, it would just be a lot harder for him to hold on to voters, I think. Yeah, and if he wins now and wins by a sizable margin, he can say, listen, why don't you guys try winning an election? And he's completely right. If I'm Justin Trudeau, I, I agree with or I disagree with a bunch of what he said, especially lately, as we saw, saw his uh, stupid speech there. But I'm just sitting back and I'm saying, if you guys think I'm doing such a bad idea, then maybe you should run on something different. Maybe you should run on something that's winnable. But that's just not happening. We have Trudeau. We have alternate blue Trudeau. We've got Jagmeet, who can't win anything if his life depended on it. And we've got Annamie Paul, who's... I, I, I think she's probably a good person, but her views I wildly disagree with, just based on the fact that anyone who has to deal with a bunch of nonsense from the media is going to wake up from it a little Mm -hmm. bit, wake Mm -hmm. up from what's going on there. And the bloc, they're just going to do their own thing. They're basically liberals as well. So if I'm Justin Trudeau, I'm just sitting there laughing and saying, come up with something better and beat me. But you can't. You can't can't complain. You know, there's UFC champions who people hate, but they keep winning. Say Kamaro Uzman, 170 pounds. Everybody thinks he's boring, but they can't beat him. So it is what it is, and if you're Justin Trudeau, then you're just going to keep on winning, keep laughing at your opponents. But if you want to put your tinfoil hat on, Lincoln, maybe that's the idea here. Maybe we're not supposed to have a real choice. Yep. think you hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Uh, New Zealand is led by a literal socialist. She's been part of the youth socialist groups. She's very pro-lockdown. They're re-locking down, if I can use that word. Over one case, Lincoln J. So she comes out and she's got, you know, she said they eliminated COVID before because they're on a very small island, very easily to control. But now one case, producer Justin, and we got to lock it right down. Let's go ahead and play her lovely speech. I'm sure the accent won't bother me. <laughs> Stay local and do not congregate. Don't talk to your neighbors. Please keep to your bubbles. It comes down again to those very simple principles. We know from overseas uh, cases of the Delta variant that it can be spread by people simply walking past one another. So keep those movements outside to the bare minimum, wear a mask, and make sure you keep up that physical distancing. So is that her sister? Are they in the same bubble? How are they, how are they standing next to each other? This is honestly un- unbelievable. Is there's one case in yeah. New Zealand. Could you imagine having to live with, like, we basically do here in Ontario, not to, this is very extreme. This is, how are you supposed to have any hope for the future? I just feel bad for kids and stuff having to live under lockdowns like this, kids having to play sports and deal with these measures. There's just, the future is just so grim. Rebelnews.com, if you want to read the full story, we have a writing team who's always on the point about all this stuff going on around the world, of course, because we have a lot of Aussie fans, and subsequently New Zealand. We are wishing you the best down there, because this is crazy. She's part of the Democrat Socialist Party that was voted in, and she's exactly what you think she would be, a teenager's ideas put into an adult, because, you know, that's just the way it is. Nobody wants to be mean and say no, Lincoln. So they're locked down. Um, Melbourne, New South Wales, Victoria, all these places in Australia are locked down. Um, police saying they're going door to door. They visited 2,000 people the other day. And they're wondering why you're not home, why you're not staying home, why you're being so selfish. It's a, and they got the helicopters in the streets. They got the military in the streets. It's really reached a point, Lincoln, where you have to start to wonder, like we, I talked about with Dre about Tim Dillon, if people really like being locked down, if this is the way they want to live. If, they, if we've gone so far in, let's say, the last 15 years, where 
people want the government to take care of them so badly that they think they can do no wrong, then, then what are we doing here? Should we just have a separate country? Should Alberta separate? Should the Republican states separate? Yeah. What do you think? Yes, they should. Uh, look at look at what Alberta is doing right now. I think that question uh, a question on a lot of people's mind is, if there is another lockdown that comes to Ontario to other provinces around Canada, will Alberta succumb to the pressure and also go into a lockdown? I think it's going to be very interesting to see what comes in the months ahead. Fingers crossed that we don't go back into another lockdown. But well, at some point, I feel like with vaccine passports, they're going to say you can't leave. And then we're going to have people start trying to be refugees out of Canada. But where are you going to go? Maybe North Dakota is your only option across our, our uh, border there. Because yeah. New York's just going to send you back probably. But what's it going to mean when all this is uh, you can't leave and we're basically in China? It's heading that way. Whether you want to be uh, cute about it or not, it's heading that way. You can see what's happening in Australia. And if this is how you really want to live, then I guess this is how you really want to live. And you should uh, submit to... 60 70 percent taxation give up your business and that's the thing about that i wish tamara blesser would have asked this woman in coburg she's she's anti big business she's anti lowering taxes against these businesses and saying justin trudeau did a great job by giving this these businesses a bunch of money well first of all it's your money but d is she aware i wonder <laughs> if that if you can't pay back your loan then the government has the opportunity to buy your business is she aware of, of that where if you don't have the money then the government become can become an owner of your business i'm sure she's not she's standing out there with a mask on so who knows and it's just so frustrating at some point and maybe it's just an uh, it's just a problem of the, the bubble that we're in and the bubble that they're in that don't ever cross over. But somewhere in the middle, I feel like there's got to be at least 50% of people who are reasonable and they just want to do what they want and be able to take their own risks. When I go outside, I'm taking a risk and they say it's not dangerous to other people. But every time you drive a car, you could kill somebody else. Exactly. At this point, it's, I think it's plain and simple at this point. It's if you are, if you are, if you are <coughs> scared vulnerable, you live with someone that's vulnerable or scared of COVID, whatever the case may be, if you, if you feel that way, then you have to take the precautions. You have to stay inside, limit your, limit the amount of time you spend in public places, but everybody else should be allowed to do what they want. And I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, governing for the few is never a good idea, whether the, whether the issue is transgender bathrooms or you know people in prison needing to be with their preferred gender you can't govern first of all you can't predictively govern like that you can't say somebody's you know, like the tom cruise movie that i always reference i think i got you to put that in a video once um minority report where we're predicting people's crimes well if you go out you could be you could be harming people by just be breath by breathing the air so we can't let you go out yeah it's you're predictively punishing people in advance and it doesn't make any sense to me let's uh, throw up our reginaspeech.ca Justin and then we'll get to some more hyper chats because we're happy to be back on a positive note we talk about so much stuff like it feels like the world's coming in coming an end <laughs> coming to an end <laughs> we're in a bunker here yeah <laughs> but um, we have an event that's going back up it's been delayed for I don't know how long producer Justin at least a year possibly more I think when I started working here this event was supposed to happen um, but it's with Dr. Patrick Moore in Saskatchewan. Uh, Saskatchewan was hit hard with lockdowns, and this is particularly in Regina. So maybe, I don't know how far is Saskatoon from Regina. Saskatoon there. Maybe you can make the drive. I hope you can. And even some Albertans can, uh, and Manitobans can come on over. But uh, the Patrick Moore event, we will have other rebels there, of course, the ones that you want to see the most, as I found out yesterday during our streeters, that... Um, some people just want to see Ezra. They don't want to see Andrew Says all the time. Uh, <laughs> factual. <laughs> mean, but factual. Facts can't, don't care about your feelings, as they say. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and head down over to reginaspeech.ca. You can buy your tickets. I, I don't know if you could buy them up front, like a concert, if you can buy them at the door, maybe. But uh, go to reginaspeech.ca, and you can finally get out in public and do something with people. Yes. Producer, co-host Lincoln, because... You're going to want to know this, you guys. There are more events coming. We're secretly in cahoots with people that we cannot name. 
but more events are coming in different locations. Let's see, if we're in Ontario here, that means there's locations possibly out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's reversed. If we're in Ontario here, then possibly this part of the country is getting an event and possibly this part of the country is getting an event. <laughs> Who knows, Lincoln? I don't know, even though I do, but I can't say. So it's exciting stuff. Keep going to our events page. Keep going to rebelnews.com to check back. Reginaspeech.ca is where you want to get the tickets for that because people are excited about him, um, Patrick Moore. They've a lot of people have waited over a year for this, so it would be crazy not to go if you were already excited about this before. People who canceled their tickets a while ago, there's a few of them. I don't approve of that, but maybe you can get a ticket now again. A lot of people are going like hotcakes. We we have uh, we have stuff. Co I, I can't I can't I can't talk about it without giving it away, Lincoln. So yeah, I'm sorry, there's everyone. Uh, <laughs> just know a lot of work behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, for Rebel events because we want to get out and see you guys. You can always come to um, come to some of the places where we're being. Uh, we're asking some questions if you want to meet us too. David Menzies still has that uh, promote David Menzies promotion going on. You want to bring up the store, Justin, and then hopefully we can get to that video I sent you as well if we have time. Oh, the chats, right, producer Justin? I made promises. Promises made. Promises kept. Whose whose phrase is that? I couldn't tell you. I is it Doug Ford? <laughs> History, History Club World says, how much do you think the Nova Scotia election will impact the federal election? Follow History Club World on Instagram. He always gets that in there. Always. Um, I was wrong when the Conservatives lost the election. I was wrong with my friends because the federal election and these elections are different. So they're not always going to go the same way. It's, you don't have as many people voting down the ticket as you do in the United States. So an indication that an independent has won there, obviously this woman's from there. She's got a lot of pull. She might be able to say, I, I tried to do this for you guys. Um, and they kicked me out of the party. Do you agree with that? Do you disagree with that? That's not going to be the same as when you're looking at the ballot and you're thinking of Justin Trudeau and versus Aaron O'Toole and the person's name on the ballot doesn't exactly matter because you're caring about the federal election, who's got the mo most seats. So do I think it'll impact it that much? No. <laughs> um, and I should stop saying, um, on the bit, why would they let her up to the mic if they weren't going to answer her? They're talking about Alexa, I'd imagine. And another, when he answers, he says, with regret, I can't take questions from Rebel News. So I don't know if that means that he wants to and can't because of other people influencing him not to. And little strange. What are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on that is that's just an excuse to say it's not my fault, you know. I don't have anything against you, but it's my policy. Takes the blame off him. Exactly, kind of and that's what it's all about, never being accountable. History Club World says again, and thanks for Odyssey people chatting on there. It's the best way to get your questions across to us with uh, crypto, which we heard yesterday. Um, we need to know more about <laughs> Everything. Shut up, Barry. I checked CBC's poll tracker and it appears that Trudeau is falling since the 14th of August. His averages dropped 0.7% and, and to 45% of the majority, 48% of minority. That's less than what it's been for a while. Cons are 1% majority, 9% minority. Um, is that the thing he's talking about? The last uh, poll that I saw had the Liberals sitting steady, Conservatives losing a, losing a bunch of points, and they're losing points to the NDP and the Green Party's losing points to um, the NDP, and they're all losing points to the PPC. So as it stands right now, from what I saw, and of course this is um, the percentage of what they, who they think is going to win, if they think they're going to get a majority or not, but from what I see, the Liberals are just sitting there, like I mentioned, sitting pretty, and the Conservatives are losing votes as they can't answer questions and they can't have real platforms. Aaron O'Toole's plan that he put out was basically Justin Trudeau, you guys. You guys got to go read this. Uh, it's, oh man, it's like nothing, he, nothing about China. We, we got to take out the bad stuff about China. We got to be nice to China now. Nothing against anti-lock, we're never going to lock down again. Um, nothing, we can't defund the CBC anymore. We'll just, we'll just review it. It's just, I don't know, either they don't care or they just want to stick with the people who are already going to vote for them no matter what. So the PPC is now tied with the Green Party, or with the Block, I believe, or they've passed the Block, they're tied with the Green Party. One of the two. They've passed the Green Party, they're tied with the Block, and uh, then NDP, Conservative, and Liberal. So the PPC is gaining ground 
where the Green Party is losing ground because nobody really knows what's going on there. NDP is getting a little bit of votes from the Bloc and the Liberals. It's a, it's a whole mess, Lincoln. I don't know what's going to happen. I feel like Trudeau is going to win. Maybe it's going to be a little less or a little more than last time, but you know I'm not not confident. Nor do I care. If uh, I don't think anything's going to be too different, Eric O'Toole got in. He might say things that you might like more often. He might say less stupid stuff like she session, but he's also saying biphobic. Yeah. And he's also got top people in his party like Michelle Rempel Garner who's saying, uh, you know, too many white people here. It's a white male dominated thing. So Yeah, and I've heard from uh, another journalist actually that. Uh, a pretty credible journalist that thinks Aaron O'Toole might have a, a, an upset. Uh, I don't know if he'd call it an upset win, but he thinks he might take it, so I guess we'll see what happens. It could be interesting. What I think might happen is uh, people ask me, including friends, why doesn't Pierre Poilev run? Why doesn't he a bigger yeah. voice? I wish he was a bigger voice. He's, He's got amazing. his clips and everything. I like the guy. But uh, it's more of a what have you done for me lately game, and so a lot of people seem to think that he's waiting for a conservative yeah. failure so then he can swoop in. I it's could see why they want him in though, 100%. But does the conservative machine want him in? I don't think so. Yeah. I think he'd be. He has too much of his own opinions, and he's I think had, he's two feet away from coming off the exactly the, a pre-approved edge. Yes. Do we have any more hyper chats there, producer Justin? Did he say anything? Maybe one more. Let's check. Maybe one more. Let's check. Justin, can we pull up that video? Um, Ryan Roste says, don't understand why even liberals would vote for Trudeau. Because they don't look into anything that he does. Um, I ran into a friend at the event yesterday. He said, it's okay, Andrew, that we have hadn't seen him um, in a decade. It's okay that we have wildly different political views, um, but we can still talk, Andrew. No, we don't, Kyle. <laughs> Our views are not different. It's just the perception of the views that are exactly. different. Um, we, we agree on the same thing, so don't even worry about it. But um, the people who are voting for Justin Trudeau, I'm not confident that they have. That's the problem. It's you guys as humans agree on the same things. Yes. But because of the, the way politics works with right wing, left wing, it makes, in his eyes, seem like you don't have the same views. Yeah, and we can't, uh, we can't be seen talking to each other. Yeah. But shout out to him anyways. Justin, can we pull up that Will Witt video, please? Because um, in New York right now, they've instituted the vaccine passport coming to a theater near, near you. And over 50% of black Americans in New York have not taken the vaccine. So there's this huge thing going on right now where it's like, this is for your safety and we're all about, uh, you know, uh, minorities and we're all about being fair and all this. But they've basically said that half of the black people in New York can't go to a restaurant, you can't go to a movie theater, you can't go to a sports game. It's craziness and it seems to me that this is what's uh, a problem that they're ignoring, whereas on any other topic, it would be sound the alarm nine, yeah. Nine, what's it called? Nine alarm fire? Basically <laughs> something like that. The businesses are just the, we're going to, the, the businesses, the restaurants and stuff, are, they're going to be hugely impacted by this. I think it's going to be hard. It, it'll be hard. A lot of them, I think, will, f I don't know if they'll fold under the pressure and, and not mandate the, the vaccines, but just the, look the other way. The fine, I don't know the, I don't know exactly the fines that come with that, if that'll scare them off. But I don't know, I've seen some videos from Paris, uh, Paris being a, a city in France that's always bustling patio with patios, restaurants. And I don't know, I've seen maybe it's, maybe I, it's just uh, propaganda, but it seems like a lot of them are empty. They're losing a lot of business down there. So is that coming here? Well, New York's already gone through their couple lockdowns and a ton of the restaurants closed you know there's tons of restaurants in new york and now while you're cutting their clientele in half by 50 percent again after they've already been struggling exactly it's, it's pretty crazy let's show that short clip from uh, will witt my so guy prager you a city with nine million people you know how many deaths on average they have per week from covid five five deaths per average and now they're forcing people if you go indoors you go to a restaurant you go to a concert you have to be vaccinated for five deaths per average per week listen you guys can do whatever you want. You want to go get vaccinated? Do your thing. But don't tell me that I have to change my entire life, put this in my body because of a virus that is killing five people on average per week. No way. Exactly. Thank you. How do you feel about his mustache? I like it. He looks good. I think Will needs a mustache intervention. Producer <laughs> Justin is shaking his head. You wouldn't get that mustache, Justin? Yeah, Justin's not a fan. Shout out Will Witt. Thanks for watching, everybody. It's been a pledge. I shouldn't talk like that. I'm going to lose fans. I like plush. You okay. do? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to...
co-host Lincoln. He's always a producer, cameraman, editor, and reporter. So you've got like six jobs. I hope you have six paychecks that way. I know producer Justin advocates for that. Thank you to producer Justin. Thank you for all the hyper chats. Thank you for everybody watching on Super U, on Rumble, on Odyssey. Uh, YouTube sucks. Let's try to get away from that. Let's be independent. We thank you for all your donations and watching your stories. Go to realreporters.ca because we're the only ones literally asking questions. This week my guest is Maxime Bernier and yes I asked him about Chris Skye so you're gonna want to watch that and of course I've got a video coming from the Bradley we went to yesterday. That'll be B good. Big Rebel News hater in that video so that'll be exciting yeah. and uh, we've got more stories. Realreporters.ca coming questioning. Drea Humphreys out there today. We won't tell you where. Lincoln's questioning Aaron O'Toole. We're trying to cover all the parties. We're going to have somebody after the Green Party. And by after them, I mean literally just asking them simple questions, Lincoln. That's all it is. <laughs> They're simple questions. So if you're watching this, answer it. <laughs> It'll help. <laughs> Remember, I wouldn't lie to you, Lincoln, except for maybe this once. See you later, everybody. Thank you, guys.